welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 331 of The Big Show. And thank you so much for tuning in. I very, very much appreciate it. I know I say this every week, but I wouldn't do the show if you weren't here. So I so appreciate you tuning in, giving a listen, joining in the conversation via email and social and the like. Just thanks so much for, for continuing to support us all these many, many years. And the reason I'm talking about all these many, many years for a second is one of my earliest podcast episodes, episode 13 and episode 14, which were nine years ago, I'd recapped an idea that I'd shared before, probably a couple of years before that, about how it's all e-commerce, how in a digital world, we live in a world where everything is e-commerce. And the point about it is when all of your customers are using mobile, when they're using the internet, when they're using tablets to research, to learn, to understand what it is you offer and what it is you do, it doesn't matter where they buy. You're in an e-commerce environment. And we see that today that e-commerce, the digital, influences an enormous, enormous percentage of transactions, regardless of how they transact. But it's also worth noting in the context of digital transformation, is that all e-commerce? If you do e-commerce well, is that enough? Have you digitally transformed your business? I mean, you could argue if you're deriving a significant portion of your revenue and a significant portion of your profitability from digital channels, well, then sure, you're a digital business. You have transformed. And so that's kind of true. Also, not really, <laughs> right? You know, when we talk about e-commerce, it's hugely important. And doing it well is an incredibly important component of how you reach your customers and how you improve your business in the future. I have created this e-commerce and digital transformation maturity matrix. You've seen it. It's available on the website. Just go to any of our podcast episodes and you will find it there for download. And we look at six criteria. And those six criteria are your customer, your strategy, your technology, your operations, your culture, and your data and analytics. And it allows you to rate how you perform in each of those areas according to four different levels. You know, ad hoc, meaning you kind of do stuff about it as it occurs to you, but you don't have a real process for it. Aware, meaning you know that you need a process for it and you are very conscious of where your limitations are, but maybe you still haven't done a lot to close those gaps. Striving 
meaning that you are making efforts towards actually using digital and incorporating digital into what you do in each of those six areas. And driving, meaning you're operating at this level on the daily and looking for ways to improve all along. Now, when we talk about it's all e-commerce, that is very customer-focused. And it requires technology. And it requires some shifts in your operation. And it requires data. And it probably, probably is both strategic for the growth of your business and feeds back into your strategy in terms of how you can get even better at it. But you'll note it doesn't talk about culture and it doesn't mean that you have to be driving in each of those areas. The other thing that I want to really talk about with regard to this is the digital transformation itself is not a project. It is not a destination. It is a journey. Because as we saw when digital first started, and as we saw when mobile arrived, companies that had started doing the digital transformation suddenly had to transform again. As we move forward into, you know, areas like voice, areas like the metaverse, which I will talk about in a future episode in more detail, you may need to transform yet again along each of these uh, attributes, you know, customer, strategy, technology, operations, culture, and data. So digital transformation is never really done. It's just where are you currently in that process? Whereas if we think about launching an e-commerce operation, that's very much a project. Now, that doesn't mean you don't try to continually improve. It doesn't mean that you don't try to continually get better. It doesn't mean that it doesn't spawn additional projects to get you better and more customer-focused and more uh, capable in your ability to deliver a great online experience, again, regardless of how your customers purchase. It just means that, you know, if we say, hey, we're going to set up a Shopify store or we're going to set up a, a, you know, our own custom store, if you're a, a glutton for punishment, you know, or big commerce or something along those lines, you can set up a store, conclude the project, make it part of how you operate your business and kind of be done. Whereas true digital transformation is a continual process. Now, I saw an interesting framework a couple of days ago, a company I'm working with. They really think of the process of becoming digital across four specific elements of their business. And I thought this was a really useful way to think about it and where the difference really does come in. The first of these is customer experience, which obviously you'll note the real comparison there where we start with the customer in our digital transformation uh, maturity matrix. The next is that they talk about digital products or digitalization of a product, meaning are you actually introducing products that are themselves digital or using the data that you collect from your products? And let's take a step back. 
collecting data from the use of your products that itself can either enhance the service, can enhance the product, or can be a product unto itself. There's an episode we did, oh, a couple of years ago where we asked, does, does digital make all companies service companies? And the answer is kind of yeah, right? And this is what digital products or digitalization of your products really talks about. The next element that was important to this specific business was supply chain and manufacturing. Have they used digital to improve that? Not just computers, but are they actually using the data produced? Are they actually feeding that data back into the system and letting it self-improve over time? And then the last element that they look at is sort of, I'm going to call it the miscellaneous one, but it's all of your back office things, HR, finance, your executive suite. Are you using digital to enhance the capabilities fully? And again, not just did you give them a computer, but is digital really driving the decision-making process? Is it streamlining your ability to create offerings to your employees? Is it streamlining your ability to handle things like payroll or acquisitions or any of the other finance applications that you care about. And they think that only when they can say yes in all four of these areas will they be a natively digital company. Now, I thought it was a brilliant way of thinking about it for their business. Some businesses, you may not have supply chain or manufacturing. You may have your business processes. You may have your service processes. So it's not a perfect framework for everybody, but it's an awfully good framework for them. And I think if you look at your customer experience, you look at your products and, or services and say, how do we digitize them? How do we digitalize them? When we look at your process management and we look at all of your back office stuff, well, I think our framework of customer strategy, technology, operations, culture, data analytics incorporates that. But I also think it's a good way to say, where are we on the curve? How are we doing there? So it's something where it's all e-commerce is correct because you can apply that same mindset of what would this look like as an e-commerce experience for each of those areas. So in that one, I would say, yeah, it's kind of true. What's also true is it's not entirely accurate because it, it's not part of your culture. If it's not part of where you are as an organization, part of how you think all day, every day, then you may still have some room to go. You may still be, you know, in the aware or striving phase and you have the opportunity to continue to improve. Now, to move this out of the realm of theory and into the realm of practice, why does this matter? Well, it matters because it's how you're going to compete in the current world with not just the businesses across the street, but also the large players, the Amazons, the Googles, the Facebooks, the, uh, the Apples, the Microsofts, the, the Spotify's, the Netflixes. This is what they do natively. And it doesn't mean that you have to go out and buy all this or build all this yourself. It doesn't mean you have to buy some 
technology and run it yourself. You may say, you know what, we're going to outsource our e-commerce platform. We're going to outsource our finance platform to people who do that natively. But we're going to recognize what is core to our business and how do we improve that using digital such that we're able to meet the needs of our customers, meet the needs of our employees, and meet the needs of our stakeholders in the community and among our shareholders. Because that's how you move from just doing digital as a project and actually making it core to what you do, making it something that you do natively. And at that point, I don't know if it's all e-commerce, but it's certainly all digital. And that's where you want to end up. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 331. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find there to get Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're there, I would so appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. It helps listeners find the podcast, helps them understand what the show is all about, helps get the word out about Thinks Out Loud, and it means so very much to me. I would very, very much appreciate it. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates, on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash Associates, and you can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. Of course, as ever, you can email me at podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Thinks Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment offers an amazing suite of search tools that provide search as a service for large enterprise companies. They focus on business results, not search results, with easy automated tools that help customers find the content that matters to them and helps drive business goals for you. They do this all while protecting customer privacy and improving your results. You can learn more about Solo Segment and all the amazing work they do by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that said, I want to say once again how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every single week. It means the world to me. I know you have lots of choices of how to spend your time. The fact that you choose to spend any of it with me just means the world to me. So thank you very, very much. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope you have a great weekend. And I will look forward to speaking with you here on Thinks Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe. And as ever, take care, everybody. Thank you.